Welcome to the UK Consult Weekly Podcast with Jonathan Bradley and Elton Daddo, engagement practitioners and general consultation superheroes at Bang the Table in the UK. Hello and welcome to John Owen Elk's weekly ramble through all things online community engagement and public consultation. Now, last week, John you left me with a tantalising cliffhanger around airport and aeroplane engagement. Um, so I did some research into this. Now, annoyingly, and it might be more of a Meldrew moment, it came up with loads of references to people getting engaged at airports. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I didn't think of that. But then that got me to thinking why would people do that first and foremost because surely you do it at the holiday destination wouldn't you not in the airport yeah or before. i didn't even <clears throat> i didn't even know that was a thing it's a massive thing apparently yeah yeah if you google airport engagement it comes up with all sorts of stuff and um rings and all, the, all that sort of stuff it's really really bizarre but i just don't understand why you'd get engaged at the airport no we could offend all those people listening that have got them <laughs> have got it well if they may, they could tell us why <laughs> I, know, but I just we're imagine not, all these we're not against it are we we're just sort of like oh that's interesting i'm not opposed to it but i think if you've gone to the trouble of and this is we've launched straight into a meldrew moment we haven't even got going yet but i just think if you've paid say like ten thousand pounds to take the love of your life to the maldives for example and then you know that you could propose on one of those white sandy beaches out there and then you get to Heathrow and think, oh, I'll just do it here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get it out of the way. Get it out of the way early. And then I guess it might be that these people are sort of a little bit skin flintish. They might think, well, if she says no, then I might be able to get some money back. Yeah, that's possible. So that's, that's, that might be why it is. But anyway, there were loads of references to that. And then I did find a really interesting um, community engagement section of an airport within the UK, which I won't name. So what I'm going to do is, and what I thought we could do is introduce something a bit, little bit like a Judge Jono section, whereby I outline an approach to community engagement and public consultation to you. And you then feed back on sort of how, what, what was good about it, what was terrible about it, etc. cetera. Um, so it'd be a little bit like Strictly Come Dancing, but definitely without any dancing. Okay. I'm up for that. Judges like time to deliberate, so it's just going to have to be sort of like initial considerations. <laughs> It'll have to be either like instant rage or um, yeah, instant positive feedback. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, and uh, and without without prejudice, as they say in legal circles, because um, yeah. I don't want to be held to account. Always absolutely without prejudice. So this unnamed airport in the UK have a community engagement section on their web on their website. And it says the airport understands that it operates in a highly populated area. Great. And recognises that being a good neighbour is important. Transparency has always been of paramount importance between the airport and local boroughs. And whilst always looking for new ways to enhance our relationship and to continue to support initiatives set out by the councils, do you want to meet us? And then what they do is they outline if you have any queries regarding the development programme and what it means for local people, please contact the community relations ambassador. And you can also speak to him directly at these locations. And this is on their this is live on their site now. So you can imagine that these things probably aren't happening <laughs> with the social distancing in place. So and then they list out two locations, one of which they visit every second Tuesday of the month, the other one they visit on the first Monday and the last Monday for one hour. 
And that is the opportunity for people to engage um, with the well, community relations ambassador in this case. And then in addition to that, they send out a community leaflet on a quarterly basis to provide an update on what is happening. And to receive that, you have to fill out a form. So that is their current community engagement strategy. And what does Judge Jono make of it? Well, <clears throat> I have to say that my initial verdict is one of uh, disappointment, Elton. Okay, <laughs> that's so diplomatic. Yeah, especially, you know, um, inviting people to meet in these current times, which, uh, which makes me suspect it's out of date. So, you know, that's not a very good commitment to engagement if you've not updated your website, for example, to, uh, to indicate that you may have changed your met methodology. So that's that's not so good. Limiting that, you know, that engagement to one hour. I, I just yeah. can't imagine that there's thousands of people running around sort of like in their daily lives. You know, they go to Tesco or Asda and other supermarkets are available and they go, oh, hold on a minute, put the trolley back. I've got to go and have my hour with the local airport ambassador. Yeah, and 11 till 12 as well. Yeah, you know, that's that's kind of not working in their favour. And then sending out a leaflet, you know, all those trees. Oof. And everybody knows where those leaflets go. They go straight, they go come in the letterbox. If they get past the dog, they go straight into the recycling. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Not a happy judge. Not a happy judge in this case. Well, I mean, it's not always going to be what I'd call, well, I, mean, well, I think we've pretty much agreed that this isn't a, great in terms of engaging communities in terms of a strategy because as you rightly pointed out that first section is now irrelevant because there aren't face-to-face -face meetings so that only really leaves you with that um quarterly leafleting option which i yeah. think is quite restricted in terms of um not only just the spend they would they would put behind that um but the response and engagement with it would be so minimal um that it's almost not worth that spend or the paper it's printed on frankly well, that, yeah and but in fairness and, you know, I am a fair judge. Elton, I do not think we've seen all the evidence. Well, I can only go with, you know, so if, if I was in that area and I wanted to engage, I can only really go to that website and yeah. read, and it's a specific community engagement section. And yeah. that would leave me sort of coming out of the website thinking it's virtually impossible for me to have my say. I could try and scramble around elsewhere on the site and find an email address and... Yeah you know, submit my concerns or ideas that way. But am I really confident that that's going to be responded to or you know, taken into account? So, yeah, it's quite quite a disappointing one. But that was my kind of foray into airport engagement. So you'll have to give me another topic for next week. I, I certainly will come up with one by the end of the recording. Brilliant. <laughs> and what about you in terms of uh, happy moments this week, emerging trends, themes, all of that sort of Ooh. stuff? Yeah, you know, I've found some time amongst my Zoom fatigue to write about the futility of live public meetings. So that was quite enjoyable. Um, it's not gone out into the world yet, but I quite enjoyed doing that. We've been training lots of new people. Yes. West Rail, they're looking to do some cool stuff. So that's all been exciting. It's always good fun bringing new people into the world of online engagement. And yeah. I've, I've been doing some self-learning and I've started to try and learn how to do a bit of basic coding. Oh, right. Oh, you're doing like a coding course. Well, not really a course, just like, you know, listening to the occasional podcast and learning the lingo and trying to do some simple, simple stuff. Because I guess when we talk about online engagement, you know, we're talking about what we see 
from a participant or like what we see on our phone or our, or our laptop. But behind that, there's all this work going on with developers and things like that. And if you want yeah. something new to be introduced, you, you should try and understand the effort that goes into that. So just kind of been doing that as well. Brilliant. That sounds like you've had a pretty good week. And on that subject as well, we've got a brand new homepage editor, haven't we? So that's been really exciting to get to grips with. So I've been messing around with all my projects on Engagement HQ and tidying them up. And what I really liked about it was the fact it's got an instant preview pane, which is quite big, that sits within the site. And any adjustments you make, you don't then have to load into another screen and see how it looks. You can just see it sort of taking shape next to you whilst you're changing different menus and stuff like that. So I think that's going to be a real game changer for, for all of our global clients um, and any new ones that we're bringing on as well. Yeah, that's really exciting stuff. And funnily enough, you should say that, is um, that our client, West Yorkshire Combined Authority, they've begun using that new homepage editor in the background. So we'll be able to see some of the results of that soon. And actually, yeah. as a wonderful segue, they are also my shout out of the week. Because, uh, oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah, they have launched their a really cool mapping project where they're asking people, um, using the players tool, they're asking people about safe streets for walking and cycling. And oh, it's, it's, there's no, you know, it's, it's pretty new. They're nearly up to a thousand comments from people who've actually taken their time out to drop a pin on their map and have their say. That always makes me feel really good. Um, when you That's see really impressive. Yeah. 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 And when did they launch that? Was it very recently? Yes, yeah, I think it was last week, something like that. So that's quite a new one. And we'll drop the link in the in the blurb, as we call it, so that people can yeah, have it. Definitely. Yeah, and I've yet to see that one. I've been spending a lot of time on that Good Neighbours site for um is it South End? Yeah, yeah. That's that's really cool. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm going to check that out as well because I've not seen that project as yet. But yeah, to have eight hundred contributions in the first week. Um, it's phenomenal and it's going to give that council a real steer in terms of what they want to get out of it. So it's really, really good. And you know what else? And that takes me into another topic that I don't think we've got enough time for this week, but we might sort of evolve it as we go through uh, future podcasts. Is like is recognising that money matters in these times. And we've heard a lot about local authority budgets coming under strain and things like that. Just imagine yeah. what it would have taken to have 800 people walk around the streets and actually say well i don't i think it is safe to cycle here but it's not safe to cycle there Imagine, yeah. i mean you probably would never do it that way because the cost of doing that would be prohibitive so i'm trying yeah. to start, start talking about the, the financial benefits of online engagement it's hard and it's not the be all and end all but it's certainly you know something that we could start exploring in a bit more detail yeah definitely and with the social distancing thing you wouldn't really want 800 people wandering around trying to identify those sorts of things anyway unless as we mentioned last week they were safely tucked up in a zorb for example so yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't had a go at Zorbin yet. <laughs> no, no I, haven't, I haven't tried it just yet. But then it's raining at the moment, so I'm a fair weather Zorba. Yeah, the weather's been atrocious. It's really bad. The only plus side is that it has a really positive impact on my hay fever. So I don't have to sort of cough and splutter through every single day. <laughs> it's like it's been organised by the nudge team at Downing yeah. Street. So they're like, they've, they've said, well, yeah, you can, you know, we're, we're, we're coming out of lockdown. Uh, and then they've seen people hanging out too much on beaches and in the street and stuff like that. So they've ordered a monsoon. <laughs> it's just been relentless for basically the last 24 hours. Yeah. And so we've gone back to the old days of February. 
Yeah, so they don't need to worry about people, you know, meeting each other outside in ways that they shouldn't. They just, you know, ordered all this all this rain. <laughs> Godlike. <laughs> now, did you have any Meldrew moments this week? Well, I did. I, I did. Uh, but it's also part of a new feature called Stat of the Week. I'm going to combine two things here. So I think every week we should have a statistic of the week. Yeah, uh, based on anything? Uh, yeah, just try and make it kind of relevant to, um, you know, what we get paid to do. But, you know, if you've got <laughs> just get an amazing statistic and you're so excited to share it with the world, bring it along by all means. Yeah, I could always do two or something yeah. and then I'm still yeah. getting paid for my day job and bringing something else. That's probably the way to do it, actually. Um, <laughs> But um, let me just, um, it, so it was Tim, Tim Berners-Lee and the United Nations are worried about people not having the access to the internet. And, and yet yeah. or not, in 2020, right now, 3.5 billion people don't have access to the internet. Wow, that's incredible. Absolutely incredible numbers. Um, and, and how, so like we're talking about online community engagement, they can't even do it. Yeah let alone just for that purpose, but for any other purpose. I mean, yeah. it's, it's frightening figures. Yeah. And it's not really being addressed. No, that's the whole point. They're trying to get, you know, they, they reckon it's gross inequality. And the, the, what's brought it to the forefront is that the internet has been a lifeline for many people during coronavirus crisis. They've been able to carry on work, carry on education, carry on yeah. their social connections. But many people have not been able to do that. You know, in the UK, we kind of take that for granted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm sorry, to bring, I'm sorry to bring the sort of, like, it sounds like a bit of a sad story, doesn't it? It's a sad story. <laughs> it is a sad, it is a like sad story, like you say, particularly in the like, sphere of education. Yeah, I feel like I've sucked the energy out of the podcast. And oh, anybody, no. Anybody listening is like, these two guys are so miserable now. I just, yeah. I mean, five weeks of this we've had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and not anybody listening. I meant everyone. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> literally everyone. I mean, we have got some super fans, and actually, it's worth watching this space because we are going to be having some guest speakers coming on over over time. And there's already four or five people who have agreed, and um, we haven't paid them any money or anything like that. They've agreed off their own goodwill. So yeah, we'll be announcing those in the coming weeks as well. When we should. Well, what I have got has actually got a box of bang the table mugs. Oh, so one of our guests in particular is really keen on some merchandise, particularly pens, she mentioned. Um, well, so, yeah, they can, have, they can all have a mug. Um, oh, oh, well, that's guaranteed one then that's definitely yeah. going to come on on the yeah. basis of that. Also, I was going to quote something. So one of our super fans who's also going to appear as a guest at some point, and I won't name them at this point because they can come on and tell us in their own words as to why they think our podcast is so amazing said in a quote to, to both of us in an email to think it was only a couple of months ago well that was a lie because we hadn't started doing it then but we'll let it we'll let, we'll let them off just this once to think it was only a couple of months ago i listened to your podcast and was like yes these guys i mean it doesn't get any better than that no it doesn't i feel like it's going to be really hard to keep that going it, it, it is <laughs> It is. And I don't think my Meldrew moment's going to make things any better, actually. So mine is also quite a sad story. Um, and I'm going to call it the end of social distancing in East Sussex. Um, it, it has formally come to an end. And the way I know this is because I went into my um, local Tesco's 
And I was doing, obviously, they got the markers out on the floor and I was stood um, two metres behind the next person in front. And there was a 60-year-old or so lady stood behind me and you could see she was getting quite impatient to get past me. And I was like, well, obviously, I can't move forward because the next person's there. And I was just chatting to the um, someone who was stacking the shelves within there, within Tesco's. And all of a sudden, she just pushed past me. Literally, it was just like as if I was standing in the way on purpose. And obviously, I was just doing the correct social distancing um, thing and pushed past me. And then I said to the um, person that worked at Tesco's, I'm not really sure that's the way it's supposed to work, is it? And then the little old lady turned around and looked at me now there's two ways this could have gone it might have and I was really hoping it would be number one but it wasn't it was number two so number one could have been that she turned around and said oh you know I've got a lot on my mind I completely forgot you know because it is still quite new to people and you would kind of then think okay well that's fair enough but no I got the uh I got the really really filthy stare as if oh. to say who are you to tell me who are you to tell me what to do no, I'll just go bad. where I want oh that, that is a proper melt. Mel, I mean, did you actually say to the Tesco worker, others not, and other supermarkets are available? <laughs> did you actually say, did you go, I don't believe it? <laughs> I think I did actually, yeah. And then, yeah, the, the um, supermarket worker then said to the lady, um, you have to adhere to the, you know, kind of told her told her off a little bit but she'd already looked she was long gone by then she'd already walked past another three people you know from about an inch away and just barged her way through to the next to the next aisle and that was that so yeah that was in my head at that moment it was like that's the end of social distancing then yeah that's it. nothing more we can do <laughs> no way so i'm really pleased i was ma i managed to raise the mood then with that <laughs> well i think you just i think a lot of people will emp have empathy with you so they'll they'll yeah. take You'll take comfort because they've probably had similar experiences. Yeah, it's just disappointing. Yeah, but it's one of those things. But get this for a segue is one of the benefits of our online discussion forums that ability yes. to empathise with other people's experiences and tell yeah. their and tell their stories. So there's always yeah. a to uh, public engagement, online engagement, in everything we talk about. Yeah, and figures of authority have that opportunity to show that real leadership in terms of the way that they empathise with their communities, as an example, as well. Yeah. So the final point of the week, and then this is this is becoming one of my favourite parts of the week now, and we've since been liaising quite a lot with How Not to Murder Your Grumpy author, Carol Wire, um, who put some brilliant pictures of Zoom skeletons up on Twitter for us this week to laugh at. Yeah. Um, but we're, we got up to the letter B... <laughs> Now, there's quite a lot in here. Uh, oh, no, 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 you better just pick one or two no. at random. It, well, there's bird, well, what it is is hobbies around bird watching, butterflies, bowling, bingo, badminton, bridge, bicycles, bagpipes, bungee jumping. So I think it, I was thinking out of all of those things, the, the one that stands out might be bird watching. It'd be interesting to see what's the level of engagement and consultation within the the bird watching rspb fraternity yes yeah okay well i will research that for next week what methods do they use yeah yeah how do they engage how do they engage with the birds how do they engage with with other bird watchers yeah because actually that would really lend itself to things like and i will research it in more detail but um ideas boards and stuff like that and stories yeah about bird watching yeah yeah Let, leave that with me and i will look into it before next week and really quickly that reminds me of our special request which is somebody's actually asked us 
via the power of Twitter and other um, social media applications are available. It asked about um, how how do you do a podcast? What what have we got any tips? Yeah, don't use Zoom <laughs> to do the recording. What how do you do it in terms of and he's really good at it. Well, I don't know if we're at that stage yet, but it's kind of, <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I, I don't think I don't think we can give any tips. I, I think our tips would be like a beginner's guide. Might be like choose the same similar topics every week. I find that yeah. Don't prepare. That's brilliant. Yeah. Don't or certainly don't over prepare unless unless you've asked me to revise something. I don't prepare I, anything else. I mean, although Elton, I did notice in your diary you had an hour's preparation today in your as a diary appointment oh yeah but that was to do the airport bit of homework that oh, you sent yeah. me and, and to have some lunch at the same time all right okay um and do we need any special kit i mean i'm talking to a screen which quite it's quite a good screen so i guess it's got a good microphone in it you've got some yeah. headphones and with, yeah but you can get a microphone can't you i see i see lots of people getting a microphone so we might invest in some uh, a decent microphone potentially yeah I think that's yeah, all a I really good microphone. Yeah, and just ramble on, really. Just ramble on about anything. Yeah, keep to a similar short sort of few topics here and there. Meldry moments and things like that are always good. Yeah, I'd, I'd just say give it your best shot, see how it comes out. And then also put some really good Western-style cowboy music on the front and the end of it. Always. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> always beginning with cowboy music. It raises it at another level. Exactly, yeah. It raises that expectation, even if the actual content then slightly lets it down. So, yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. And on that note, I will now submit this for Cowboy Music Preparation, ready for us to go ahead and put out there to our fans. Fantastic. Brilliant. Well, it's been a pleasure as always, and until next time. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to the UK Consult. Join us for future conversations each week as we continue to explore the tremendous, meaningful and ever-evolving world of digital consultation and community engagement. You can view additional educational resources at bangthetable.com.